Hey, thanks for coming back and joining us on another episode of About Faith. I truly appreciate it every time you stop by and listen. But before we get started, why don't you go ahead and like and share this episode. Thank you, and let's get started. Hey, and thanks for joining me on another episode here of About Faith. Um, so glad to be recording another episode with you all. Uh, I love doing this. I love talking about the Word of God. And every week is just such a blessing. Hopefully that you have been, uh, I hope that you've been enjoying each and every episode that's been put out. I love to hear your feedback. So if you do have some feedback or comments or words of encouragement, you can always send it. Uh, let me know. What you think about each episode, if you enjoyed the testimony uh, that people are sending, or if you've enjoyed, been enjoying the episode where we've been talking about Jesus, or any other uh, episode that you may have, we may have had. I know in the past few months, we've had the Mother's Day, we've had the Brothers Bar to talk about uh, being a father, talk about being a mother. Um, so if you've enjoyed, you've been enjoying those episodes, please let us know. Uh, I've been enjoying doing them. I love talking. Again, I love talking about the word of God. I love talking about the things of the Lord and um, just a conversation you can't beat. Um, I mean, in a day and time where people are talking about so much, for lack of a better word, foolishness. I mean, people just talk about any and everything and people talk out of the side of their neck when they know things. They don't know things. They still give their opinion and their thoughts and you know, everybody's, we're living in a day and time where everybody's opinionated. Um, but your opinion doesn't always equal to facts, right? So, uh, everybody has an opinion, uh, which is good. I mean, at least people are thinking. I hope that's what's going on. I hope people are thinking. Um, but the, at the end, I'll be all, at the end of all of this, um, end of life, the first, the thing that you must have is you must have Christ. Uh, so many people are, um, getting into, uh, so many things. I think just, uh, yesterday, um, or the day before, or whenever it was, my wife sent me a link showing how women are leaving the, the church for, uh, to become witches because that's what they prefer to be in. The, in this day and time, man, the devil has so many things he's offering, uh, people, the enemy is offering people so many things this day and time that they're they're gravitating towards and so i always want to i just feel let's put the push the conversation of christ more let's put christ out there more because if if he's not lifted up how can we expect people to be drawn to him if we're not lifting him up or finding ways we can try to uh bring christ out more and more each day how can we expect other people to want to uh come to him um if all we're talking about is being down and out we're not showing the 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 great things about why we serve christ how can we expect anybody else to want to live the life that uh we proclaim to be so great and so magnificent um so i want to continue on just you know talking about the lord and sharing my thoughts about christ and sharing my thoughts about the things i love about god and 
Um, this episode was actually, I guess I'll talk about um, why I'm making this episode and how I got came about uh, making this episode was um, I was on social media. I'm pretty sure as most people do, they go on social media each, uh, probably every day. You know, it's a part of our society. It's a part of our culture. It's a part of our lifetime. And so um, everybody goes on social media. I mean, you have a few people that don't, but um, I've even seen people say they don't have social media, but some kind of way they get on social media and look and see posts. But that's a, another story. I mean, just trying to be, I guess that person is trying to prove that they're uh, better than other people, but uh, some kind of way they find out everything that's on social media. So um, if you're on YouTube, by the way, that's social media as well. So, uh, <laughs> But if, uh, but so many people, they go on, uh, I was on social media, let me start right there, and I was just scrolling, and I came across this comedian, and it was actually a topic that happened uh, a few, man, I, I don't even know how many months ago, but there was a, uh, he was talking about uh, a gospel artist, and this particular gospel artist that he was talking about, I don't, I don't care, I'll say his name, it was Kirk Franklin, uh, on this, uh, and he started to make jokes about how Kirk Franklin, uh, he loved church people because Kirk Franklin was uh, uh, being recorded, you know, uh, cursing out his son, cussing out his son, however you say it. Um, he was uh, saying how he, how he loved church people. He's like, this is why I love church people. This comedian was saying, this is why I love church people so much. Um, it's because, you know, church folk, you see that they, they are nasty too. It's like, hold on, what? Um, yeah, he said, because church folks, they're nasty. And so it makes me feel good about being nasty because you can see that, uh, even at times they're just as nasty too. They nasty, just like we nasty. And I didn't do a video about it then when I saw it and I try not to talk about uh, things like that because the reason why is, and I don't try to make my podcast about um, everything that's going wrong that's wrong is because we get enough of that every day. Uh, we get enough of sin every day. We get enough of what the devil is doing every day. And even Christians, man, some of the first things they w- they, they will share and I, I'm not knocking anybody. The first thing that they'll share is something when it's bad. You'll go and you'll see they barely share anything about that will lift up Christ. But let someone do something that that glorifies Satan and they'll rush to the Internet to share that. Uh, let somebody do something that's sinful. And I'm, I'm one that I'm not shocked by sinner sinning like that doesn't shock me. I mean, you're a sinner. You're supposed to sin. The Bible actually says that he that committed sin is the servant of sin. So to me, I'm never shocked at the depths that that people will go that are living in sin because you, you don't have control over what you will or won't do as a sinner. I know because I've been there portion of my own testimony. I thought that I would say uh, I wouldn't do certain things or I wouldn't go certain places because I felt like I had enough self-control that I could keep myself or uh, stop myself from doing certain things. Um, I had enough willpower to not do it. But uh, I realized, I soon realized that 
uh, I, I didn't have any control over it, right? Um, whatever, 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 uh, sin told me to do because I was bound in sin. I was a, a, a slave to sin. I find myself having to do those things because I'm a servant to sin. If you know that, if you know anything about a slave or a servant, they're required to do what they're told to do. So if the devil told me, Hey, you are going to smoke as much as I'm going to tell myself, I, I'm not going to do it, but eventually you'll find yourself doing those things because you are a servant to sin. That's what Jesus was trying to let people know. He that committed sin, you are a servant. You are a slave to that. Oh, people will tell you that they have full control over it. They'll try to let you th let you think that they can quit any time. But man, if somebody really wanted to quit something that was tr bad to them, they will quit it. But if they can't quit, it's, it's because you don't have real control over it and we learn this through the through the scriptures that you're in sin you're a slave to that you are bound by sin you can't just pick it up and put it down when you want to but you become a servant to these things so i'm never surprised by seeing someone that's a sinner sin i don't know why people are still shocked by seeing sinners sin oh my god i can't believe they did that Oh my God, I can't believe that they would do that. No matter if it's some preacher, if the preacher is telling you that you, you've, you've heard him preach and you've heard him say things like no one can live perfect or no one can live free and separated from sin, it's because he's already telling you that he himself is a sinner. So why are you surprised when the sin comes out? I can get it if he was telling you to live a life that he wasn't living, right? I get it if he was telling you, you can't do this, you can't do that. And he himself was found doing those things, right? Telling you, hey, man, you can't drink alcohol. And then there's a picture of him turning up. He's lit with his bottle, right? Uh, He's telling you, you can't fornicate. Now he's trying to sleep with every woman that passes by. He's telling you not to commit adultery, yet he's cheating on his wife. He's telling you. That you can't do these things. I could see if he was preaching one thing and found himself doing and you found him or you caught him doing another thing, right? That that would be shocking. That would be surprising. But it's no surprise when someone tells you that, hey man, there's there's no hope. You know what I mean? Christ died, but there's really no hope. So there's no surprise to me when I hear people, when I see people sin that are i don't have the right word but people that 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 promote that you can't live free from sin so listening to this comedian and i was uh uh, uh listening to this and he's talking about how much he uh love church church people and i, I was like even later on i thought about him saying church people and i was like that's that's a good phrase because they're not christians right you notice even sinners don't call them people that go to just go to church that do the same things they do they don't call them saints or christian they just call them church people because they they even they can see that there should be a difference between somebody who's really changed and somebody just just like them that's just something you like to do you're a church people you're a part of that group the people that go to church just like you have those club goers people that like to go to clubs. Yeah, you know, you have people 
you know, that like to go to basketball games. They call those, or people that like to play basketball, they call those hoopers. You see, you're just a hooper. They're no different. People that go to church, you're no different from these people that get those nicknames. But I don't want to be a person that just goes to church. I don't want to be a church people. I want to be a, a Christian. Oh, yeah, I want to be somebody that can be called and looked at as a child of God. I want my mannerisms to resemble Christ. I want my speech to resemble Christ. I don't want to just be a church people or a church person. I want to be a Christian. I want people to look at me and be like, hmm, there's something different about him. You know what I mean? They look at me and they say, hmm, there's a difference between him and everybody else. I want my life to speak and yell Christ. Oh, they may not be able to put their finger on it right away, but I want my, my, uh, what I give off. I want my light to shine so much so that it screams Christ. Oh, that guy has, he's not just a church people. Oh no, that's somebody that's really a Christian. That's somebody that's really living this life. He's different from everybody else I've encountered that just go, but I still see them in the bar when I go to the bar. He's different. Than everybody that I've encountered that when I still, that I see that say they go to church on Sunday or they sing in the choir, but I still see them in the same club that I'm at or I see them twerking online or I see them smoking weed on, 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 on this day. But he says, I, I don't want to be like that. I want to be different. But that led me to the thought. I remember seeing this video and this video had me thinking and had me going. And the thought that the, the, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me when I saw this video was literally, what's the point of Jesus? If I can go to church, if that's, that's all it is for me, if me going to church and my life still is the same. What was the point? What's the point of Jesus? If 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 I'm still going to smoke cigarettes, black and miles, marijuana, if I'm still going to pop pills from the Mollies to Whatever else people take when I got saved, people were taking Xanax. So if I'm still going to be doing all of those things, right? If I'm still, I still need my Jack Daniels at night. If I still need my vodka, my vodka shots. If I still need my cools and my bud, my bud lights. If I still need all of these things. To cope day to day. If I still need all of these things to go from Monday to Sunday. If I still need to. I can't help myself. I have to try to sleep with every woman that passes by. If I still have to open up my laptop or open up my cell phone. And go to the pornographic sites. If I still have to do all the things that I was doing before I said that I met or I encountered Jesus. What's the point of Jesus? I don't understand why he would have came if I had to be the same. I don't understand 
What was the point of him coming and dying? Not just a regular death. It's not like he just died of old age and was just like, you know, I've been here for a long time. You know what I mean? I, Jesus was like, hey, I've taught y'all for these past 120 years and I've been living and y'all saw me live. Now, I mean, this body is frail. I'm about to go back and be with my father. Like, he, he that's not what happened. He was here a short time. And he died a awful death. A gruesome death. So, so gruesome. And I love hearing my pastor. He's talked about it recently because one of the first things I learned about when I studied the crucifixion when I got saved was that there was this, this, this death was so bad that they created a word for it called excruciating. The crucifixion was so bad that they had to create a word to describe the pain of it. And here we go saying, yeah, he came and died, but you're going to stay the same. Hmm. So he came and died just for me to, what, you know, I, I, I guess go to church more. You know, some people before they got saved, they still went to church. They just went on Easter and Christmas time, right? Uh, you know, New Year's, everybody want to be in church to the so the, the 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 clock strikes twelve, like not like you. I guess you they feel like you can't die if the clock strikes twelve. Like you can die at twelve oh one, right? Like you can make it to the new year and still die, right? And go to hell. So you being in church when it doesn't guarantee you a whole another year. But anyways, that's just we 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 have people out that are teaching people. Not even if they're not saying it with their mouth, but you're saying it with your life. That is that there's there was literally no point in Jesus coming to die. And I began to think about that when the Holy Holy Spirit said, "What was the point of Jesus?" I started to think about it. Where, what was the point of Jesus? What was the purpose of Jesus coming? I came across the scripture. As I started to meditate upon that. And 1 Timothy 1 and 15. Paul says that. He came. Christ came to save sinners. Simple as that. It says he came. To save. Sinners. I know you haven't heard me talk about sin a lot. On this podcast. But. If you know me, you knew it was coming. I'm going to talk about sin one day. Um, and a lot of people, I don't even think they understand what sin is anymore. I was going to go into a long spill at first. I was like, man, let me talk, tell them about who is Jesus, you know, who was Jesus and all of that. But I think that people don't understand sin. What is sin? And I could go into actual sin versus original sin and give you some great try to give you some great theology. I'm not a great theologian by any means or any stretch. Try to give you some lofty explanation and try to make myself look uh, smart. You know what I mean? But I, 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 I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try to keep it as simple and as plain as possible. Uh, I'm just going to go with the more general answer about sin. Sin is can be defined simply as missing the mark or You'll a lot of times see people 
describe it. I think missing the mark is how it's described maybe in Hebrew and uh, uh, Greek. You may see it being described as falling short of a given standard. But so whose mark am I missing? Whose standard am I falling short of? You're falling short and you're missing God's mark. You're, you're falling short of the standard that God has set for us. And you're missing God's mark. That he set for us. So when you're doing those and you're living in sin, you're living against what he has called all of us to to live the way he wants you, me, anybody, man, woman, child, the way he wants us to live. You are living in sin. Well, what if I don't miss the mark on Monday and I don't miss the mark on Tuesday? Wednesday, Friday night comes around and I missed the mark because, you know, that young lady just looked really good. And man, you know, I, she she looked my way and, you know, in my head, R&B music started to play and it just turned into a whole scene. And I missed the mark because I had to go after her. I just had to have her, you know, you, you know, you didn't sit here and you didn't meditate on these things and you thought about this whole act. Now I've missed the mark. But that was just that night. You know what I mean? But when Sunday came around, I was still at church. I know I didn't repent. I know I didn't. Uh, 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 I didn't repent. Now, I know I've also been texting this same young lady because I had planned to, you know, meet her again. And one day, you know, I'm just, I may marry her. I'm going to see where it goes. I may. You know what I mean? I know everything was good. The bedroom was good. I'm, I'm going to keep texting. I'm going to keep calling her. I know I didn't repent. Am I? Am I not a Christian? No, you're not. No, you're not. The Bible talks about it. You cannot uh, uh, willfully sin and expect there to be sacrifices for your sin. You cannot live in that sinful state and think that's okay. You cannot purposely plan. People got people planning to sin and still saying that they're a Christian. They're setting up times to sin. They're putting sin on the calendar. You know, S-I-N on Friday the 13th. I'm going to do it big. And they're still saying that they're a Christian. But you can't miss the mark and still be on Christ. Because then what was the point? Be Still be a Christian. What was the point of Jesus? The Bible says that the point of Christ was to save sinners. And if you are still a sinner, if you are still living in a state of spiritual destitution, how can you say you are Christian? Uh, People are being led to believe that they can do what they want to do. They are being led to believe that they can live how they want to live. And it's okay because Jesus cares. Caring wouldn't have been enough. Oh, I can care about somebody all day long. Doesn't mean I have the power to help them. If you had cancer and I cared about you deeply, that doesn't heal you of cancer. If you are sick unto death and and I cared about you deeply, that doesn't heal you. See, caring didn't do enough. He didn't just come, merely come because he cared. He didn't merely come just to walk and, and set an example. No, he did come to set an example so you can see that you can live a life free from sin. What was the point if you were going to stay the same? 
what would be the point of Christ if you just had no power or no will and all you did was just continue to do what you used to do? I know me, the life I lived before Christ. Oh, it was terrible. The life I lived before Christ, I'm so ashamed of. I'm so glad that over the years, Christ has has pulled more and more out of me of that life that I used to live. I don't want to resemble that old man. As a matter of fact, my my goal is to, to, to get so far away from that old man that when people look at me, they are shocked by things that I said I would have done. I want to be like Christ. So many people nowadays are being told that they can stay the way they are. Christ cares. He understands. He does understand. And that's why Paul said he came to save sinners. That was the point. And so many people don't understand that the point of him coming wasn't just to die. Just to die so you can keep living how you live. No, 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 no. The point was for him to save you and free you from the sins that have you bound. I don't want to be who I once was. That's how you can tell the real Christians from the fake ones. That's how you can tell the church people from the saints. Because they have been changed. By the power of Christ. So what was the point of Jesus? Again. I can't say it enough. The point of Jesus. Was to save. Sinners. To save. Sinners. One of the analogies I used to hear. uh, I believe it was. From our. From the great. Apostle. Lobius Mary, he mentioned if some if you were out drowning, if you were out drowning and you needed to be saved from drowning, as long as you're in the water, you're not saved. If you're still in the water of sin, you're still in the sea of sin, the ocean of sin, or you're still sinning, how can you call how can you say? You're saved. You he he didn't if 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 he still had to leave you in the sea of sin, then he didn't save you. But he did not come for me to have to continually be uh, be a slave to those things and those temptations. Yes, I'm still in the world. Yes, I still live here, but now he's freed me from the clutches of sin. Now I can tell even my flesh, I can tell it no. No, I won't do that. Because I understood the purpose of Jesus was to save a sinner like me. And I hope that somebody out there, you may have been going to church and you may have been listening to someone and they've been telling you that you can't be free. So even 
as a, a Christian, you feel hopeless. Someone trying to live right, you feel, now you feel hopeless, even though you're reaching out for Christ. I want you to know that the purpose of Jesus was so that you can be saved. You don't have to stay the way you are. He wants to save you from the save you from your sin. He wants to break those chains of whatever it is that has you bound and has you has attached itself to you that Satan has allowed to, uh, you've allowed to Satan to creep into your heart. You can be changed. He can free you of that. As a matter of fact, the Bobby says he'll take the stony heart and give you a heart of flesh. He will change you. He'll make you new. I love one of the stories. Me and my me and one of my close friends, we laugh about it, but Mark chapter five has one of the great deliverance stories. It talks about a man who had a the Bible says he had a legion of demons. Oh man, this man was a crazy man. Right here we're seeing the purpose and the the purpose of Christ coming. He's showing us right here. He this man the Bible says Jesus went over there. He went to where this man was. This was the only reason he went. Because he knew that there was a man there that was living among the tomb. The Bible said this man was so crazy. They tried to bind him with fetters and chains and he would snap them. Bible said he lived in the tomb, the cemetery. He lived there cutting himself. I've seen it. I've seen people that cut themselves. They're in so much pain and the devil has them mentally tormented. So what they do is they cut themselves. I've seen this with my own eyes. The devil has some people so bound in sin that to control the pain that they're feeling on the inside, they will do anything to their flesh. Bible said that Jesus comes to this man. He talks to him. The Bible said that he then, Jesus, I'm making this short. Jesus then casts out all of the demons into some pigs. And the pigs go, they drown themselves into the sea. And I heard someone speak about it, that that's what their, their intentions was for that man. The devil does not have any good intentions for your life. His only intention for your life is that you die. Oh, no, sin does not have. Oh, it feels good. I get it. I get it. I've been there. It feels good. It's pleasurable. Oh, man, did we have fun last night doing this? We were out of our mind. I get it. It feels good. Oh, but I want you to understand that behind the the, the end result of sin, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. The end result, sin, when it isn't finished, it brings forth death. Sin, when it's finished with you, it's going to open the door and it's going to call out, come here, death. I got another one for you. Oh, that's his purpose for your, that's what sin's purpose is for you. And that's what we see. Sin's purpose. We see it. We visually see it. That sin wanted to destroy 
this man because it destroyed the pigs. It wanted to destroy this man. Oh, but look at him now. When you read down, I believe it's around the 15th verse. I don't have it in front of me, but I believe it's the 15th verse. The Bible said that now, after this man encountered Jesus, that the next time they saw him, he was clothed. This man that was living naked, he was clothed. This man that was uh, cutting himself, living amongst the tombs, and now he's in his right mind. Nobody in their right mind would live in a cemetery, but look at him now. After his encounter with Jesus, we see the purpose and the point that Jesus wanted to make that this is why he came is because he came to save sinners he came to free you he came to deliver you he wants you to be in your right mind ah no nobody that sins is in their right mind How can you say that? Nobody. Because if you understood what sin's purpose was for you versus what Jesus' purpose is for you, nobody was in their right mind would continue to choose sin. So what's the point of Jesus? He wants to save you. Don't let these people tell you that you can't be free from sin. You can experience this joy, the peace. The love, all of the things that Christ has for you, you can have it, but you have to be willing to let go of sin. You can trade your sorrows for the joy of the Lord. What was the point of Jesus? Christ came to save. Sinners. I want to thank you for joining me on another episode of About Faith. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't just listen to it and then click off. Help me out. Share it. Go on your Facebook. Go on your Instagram or wherever, you know, Apple, Google, wherever you're listening to it. Share it for me. Let the message out. Let people hear what's the point of Jesus. Go out and share this episode if you don't mind. It'll help me out, and I'll greatly appreciate it. And until next time, God bless you, and we're going to go ahead and roll the outro. This has been another episode of the About Faith Podcast with me, your host, TJ Hawthorne. I want to thank you for tuning in. Man, this show wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for you. So why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button, and on all your social media platforms, share it with your friends. And until next time, be blessed.